Hi, I'm Tiffany. And I'm Rachel. And we like to celebrate the many mom badges we as moms earn every day. So if you're hiding from your kids like we are, you're in the right spot. Welcome to Mom Badge Podcast. Hey moms, this show's going to be a little bit different, I think. Yeah. This is like (laughs) (laughs) one big rabbit hole. Yeah. So there is no rabbit hole today because the show is the rabbit hole. Blowing my mind. Explain what our topic is. A a little while ago, a few months ago, and excuse the sound of my baby, she's in here with us. Yeah, Rachel got delayed on vacation, so we're actually together. But that also means we get to be, we get a co-host, but with an adorable little baby. Yeah. So and you get to hear normal. all the coos and caws and crying probably a little coos later. Coos and caws? Coos and, <laughs> what's the other one? Coos and coos? I don't know. Giggles? Yeah, sure. Coos and giggles. Yeah, what do they, what do they say a baby says? Uh, coos? Coos? They coo and... I, I feel like there should be an ant. There, need... <laughs> there needs to be an ant. <laughs> but anyway, a, a few months ago... I was, you know, looking on my news app on my iPhone and I saw awkward questions you always wanted to ask parents. Yeah. And I was like, wow, this would actually be a really great show because some of these questions, I mean, they, we've kind of all asked them before. And mm-hmm. I mean, we've all thought them before, and but we just are like, you don't want to ask. You yeah. Know? And, like, this is a safe place. You know, so we can ask these questions. I think it's okay if we go through the first few, and then Tiff and I, we will answer them. And hopefully, um, all you moms out there who aren't quite moms yet, you'll, like, want to be a mom. Because Tiff and I love (laughs) being moms. It's true. It's it's one of my greatest accomplishments. Yeah. I mean, it's the hardest thing I've ever done, but the most rewarding. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So... So here we go. Should we just go right into it? Yeah, let's do it. We're going to start with I'm a little nervous. (laughs) Okay. I don't know, because we've talked about horrible birth stories. Yeah, and if you haven't listened to that one, it's still one of my favorite episodes. Just press pause. Go listen. Hold on to this one. Go listen to that one and come back to this. So the first question is, is giving birth as scary as it sounds? Yes. (laughs) See, and I would say no. Oh, man. Well, I think it's scary the first time, but then you feel like you got a handle on it maybe the second time. Well, Never been in my, that position. All of my births have been totally different. See, it, that'd be, that's what I don't like. Yeah. Is I like to know what's going to happen. It needs to be consistent. It needs to be consistent. Yeah. And uh, that's not consistent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, if you ask me, like, for my girls, oh, yeah, birth was amazing. Because I, like, didn't have an epidural with either one. And even yeah, with she gets a badge last... just for that, by the well, way. Well, I mean, it just was because I have really fast deliveries. And so, Another like, badge. Literally, when that baby came out, I felt instantly better. Because I was so sick with both of my girls. And it was like oh. a disease. It was like a disease was leaving my body. <laughs> and it was cute. And it's an adorable disease. <laughs> So I would say almost like you're so ready to push that baby out that you'll do anything to get that baby yeah. out. Yeah. You well, know? For me, the like it's probably not as it, it wasn't as scary when I was actually 
in labor, mm -hmm. but it was scary leading up to labor. Yeah. Because it's the unknown. It's more like the psych up to it. Yeah. I, I can see like, why. What, you a, say what that, am I yeah. going to experience? And then you watch like a birth story and you're like, I don't want that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what have I done? I can't stop this. I can't undo what the I The baby just... <laughs> has to come out. What are. <laughs> and I, I just, I'm not there yet mentally. And, and then yeah. you like think it's going to go, like, I remember I wrote a birth plan. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. You're and, so funny. Um, to ease my mind, to ease uh -huh. my troubled mind, and uh, yeah, didn't follow. Well, yeah, we really didn't follow it. But my birth was so different yeah. than a lot of women's births yeah. that I don't think I could have planned for it. And I'm really glad I didn't know that it could be so different. Mm -hmm. No, I mean, honestly, I have not had a traumatic birth like. You know, yeah. we, I've had a cousin who, like, had to push for a long time and then had to have a C-section, you know? And so, like, I think that would be, like, bleh. You know, but it does take a lot of mental preparation. It know? does. It yeah. does. I mean, just just so you, just a little background. I'm not going to give you gory details, but I went in on a Tuesday and didn't have my daughter till a Friday. Didn't get my epidural till Thursday. So. Yeah, I'm, yeah, baby, that's how we felt about it, Yeah, too. Mm. I mean, it was, it really was different than I thought it was going to be, but I'm really glad I didn't psych myself out, because I think while you're going through it, it's a lot easier to not be scared of it. Yeah. It's the leading up to it, the unknown. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. And then people tell you horrible birth stories, and... I know. And it makes it scarier. Again, listen to our I Heard a Terrible Birth Story badge. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this next one. Do you ever get used to touching poop and vomit pretty much on the daily? I'm surprised every time. <laughs> you know what? Nobody likes that. Mm -mm. You know, and like, but it's different when it's your own kid though too. 100%. Yes. I get very grossed out by other kids' other vomits kids poop. and poops. Yes. Okay, I still hate vomit. No matter what child it's coming out of, I even like baby yeah. spit up. I'm like, oh, you know. Oh, that's but. why you and that's you and the teenager are like. Although she hates baby drool too, so. Oh, oh yeah. Well, no, like I, I don't think anybody's gonna ever be like, yeah, I love touching poop. You know, it's just it's like you part have of the to job. Do, it's part oh. of the job. You have to do it. You know. Yeah, I mean. So I mean, even now, like. My teenager, yeah. I I get disgusted when she pukes, but it's but I can I can handle like holding her hair back. I don't think you ever get used to it, but there is a difference between the poop and vomit that the child you created uses. I would even say that your adopted children, mm -hmm. because you grow up like with them. Like I mean, nobody's gonna be like, yeah, I, I love getting poop on me. So you get used to it, but it's not like a. Yeah, I love it, you know. I, yeah, I don't, yeah. 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 Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Those are awkward questions. Yeah. I feel awkward answering it. <laughs> I well, I mean, they're questions you kind of want to know. You know, I'm gr I'm okay now, though, with, like, I used to be not okay with gross things as much as I am now. Mm -hmm. I feel like I can handle gross things now. Yeah. More, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Like, I, I wouldn't have been able to handle poop. I actually had a dream last night that a kid, like, pooped on the toilet seat. Why this was my dream, I 
because you've know. dealt with this. I know I've dealt I with this. And I remember I just walked up to my mom and I was like, hey, you got some Clorox wipes, right? And she was like, yeah. And I just went and cleaned it up. You, you had, had a dream? dream? Ew, you had, I had a dream, dream about a was... mundane experience? Yes. What a waste of a night, Rachel. <laughs> Even my dreams have poop in them. <laughs> well, I was like thinking of one time with the teenager, we were headed back from Arizona. We are going to Utah. And we had just bought a box of pizza, Little Caesars. And my beautiful, she wasn't a teenager then. It was before the food, we knew the food die. Opened up the box and threw up in it. (laughs) And it's like one of those moments where you're like, well, let's just throw it away. And it should have affected me more. It did not affect me as much as it should have. So you get used to it, but you don't get over it, I think. This next question's quite good. Yeah. Do you know when your kids are ugly? No. I don't know. I haven't ever had ugly kids. It's really true. I I haven't. I don't know. I haven't ever had ugly kids. I actually just had somebody stop me the other day and ask me about my baby and tell me she's the most beautiful baby they've ever seen. So, um, I awkward maybe. Like, they get that awkward stage. There is awkward, especially, like, I remember thinking, like, kids, when they got their, like, adult teeth in, it was, like, so ugly, but I love it with my kids. Because they're, well, okay, we have to have that connection. It's that maternal instinct, you know? And I, let me tell you what, if you had an ugly kid, and I bet if somebody came up to you and said, man, you got an ugly kid, you'd punch him in the face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's your baby, and you see mm-hmm. them with rose-colored glasses always, so I don't like that question because, no, you do not know if your kid's ugly. And if- well, the lady that I was talking to that came up and said, your baby's the cutest baby I've ever seen, she even said her daughter wasn't cute. So, I mean, maybe, but she, like, grew into her nose her or whatever. Looks. I have no idea. I but, don't know. Our kids are beautiful. So. Yeah, we do have really cute kids. I, I, yeah. 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 So maybe not. So I don't know if I can answer that question because I, I don't, don't think have I can answer kids. it fair, fairly yeah. because I don't think any. The teenager yeah. was a really cute baby too. Yeah, she was a really cute baby. Yeah. She came out and the nurses are like, "We say this to everybody, but we mean it with you. Your yeah. baby looks like the perfect baby." She was. A, she was really cute. <laughs> she was a really cute baby. Okay, this next one. How do you tolerate the lack of sleep? I'd say not well. <laughs> I mean, uh, you get used to it, you know, but like... It, it's kind of amazing because like when I was younger, it was like I need eight hours. You know, you like, you mm-hmm. expect sleep. But now as an older woman, I'm like, I could get mature by a, a mature woman. You're not old. As I've gone through with this child, mm-hmm. I can now like look at the time, figure out how many hours of sleep I'm going to get and determine if I'll be okay. Yeah. So, like, my minimum is four hours of sleep. And I can't do it every night, but at least once or twice a week if I get four hours of sleep. I'll be okay the next day. Mm-hmm. Usually, it's six hours is my preference. <laughs> uh, See, uh, you know... You need your sleep. I have to have my sleep. Yeah. I have always been this way. I know that's how I am. Well, my husband knows... He cannot call me at certain times of the day because that is my nap time. Like, and when my kid lays down for a nap, when baby lays down for a nap, that's when I lay down. So it's like, I just have, I've always needed my sleep. 
And for me, like, mentally wise, like, I can't be a mom if I don't get enough sleep, Mm -hmm. you know? So I... Well, okay, so it's funny because I'm a lot like my father. Because my father doesn't get very much sleep either. Like, he can go off four hours of sleep and be fine the next day. And, like, most of of my life, that's what I've known him to do. As As a mom... I can pretty much gauge how much sleep I need. And I do love a really good nap, if I can get it. Yeah, I really love naps. (laughs) (laughs) I I have to have one. Like, it's, we're recording at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and I'm like, but I, it's nap time for me. Yeah. 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 This is my nap time. Oh, man. So, if I start slurring my words, you know what's happening. Uh, um, Yeah, should we move on to the next one? Yeah, let's move on to the next one. Okay. I know this sounds bad, but why do some of your parents let your kids eat junk food? What a loaded question. I I really think so. And because you feel guilty. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel guilt when I let my kids eat junk food. But sometimes, like, it's just so quick. You know? Yeah. Like, oh, it's, we're running out the door and all of a sudden, your beautiful little angel child is like, oh, hey, huh? I'm hungry again, you know, yeah. and like, well, and it's affordable and it's affordable. It is it's cheaper. It's really affordable. Yeah. And you know, I think the thing is, is there's really no intent to let them continually eat it. Yeah. I, yeah. in my house, I'm pretty sure in your house too, but like eating at a fast food restaurant is a treat. Yeah. It's we not a frequent it. thing we do. Uh-huh. Our junk usually comes in the form of cheap instant gratification food. Mm. And I don't know why. Mm-hmm. I I know the benefit. I took multiple nutrition classes. <laughs> yeah, and yep. I still it still happens. And you know, there also comes a point when your kids go to school, they see other kids eating junk food, and this is totally a cop out. Yeah, but they totally they start asking for it. Mm-hmm. And then you start like, okay, well, maybe every once in a while isn't that bad. And then it becomes yeah. a habit. Yeah. It's just not like the best thing. Yeah. Well, also like number three is a really picky eater. Mm-hmm. And so like sometimes all he'll eat is junk. And so, I mean, for like snacks for school, I mean, you have to think about it this way. If you've never had kids in school, this is how it is. So you've got to find stuff for school. Yep. You've got to find stuff for lunch so mm-hmm. good luck finding good healthy food that's packable for lunch yeah okay two there has to be a snack now because snacks go all the way up until pretty much eighth grade you know like my daughter she's now in eighth grade and she just barely stopped bringing snack to school which is like agony agony how long was it for a teenager school? yeah uh second grade what you haven't had to send snacks in second grade yeah Oh my gosh. Even number two though. Yeah. But, but number two, he's at, he's 11. And so he's at that, like, he's about to grow and all he wants to do is eat. So yeah, it's almost impossible to like get your kids healthy food that's affordable. Yeah. You it know? really is. Oh, and food that they'll eat. And food that they'll eat. And yeah, that's how we feel, baby. I also feel like everybody has a different definition of what junk food is. Oh, it's true. Yeah. So, like, what you would consider junk, I might consider normal, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. I'm actually glad they asked this question. Okay, next question. This is a good one. Okay. Are you afraid of messing up your kids? Every day. (laughs) 
Um, seriously, like, <laughs> who wouldn't be afraid of it? Every second. Every second. Anytime. Every I- choice. Every choice. Was that the right choice? <laughs> well, I even, I was walking around my house singing show tunes the other day. <laughs> and I was like, my kids have no hope. You know, like, <laughs> no. I was singing Calamity Jane. Like, you name it, I oh. sang that song. Well, that I called you today. Yeah. Because I was like, I feel like the worst mom ever. Yes. Here's my child. She needs socialization. And I had to say no to it. Yeah. And it broke my heart. And in a lot of ways, I was like, am I denying her something she needs? Is this yeah. going to change her outcome? Yes. I feel like as long as they aren't sociopaths, we're okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay, what is your definition of non-messed up kid, though? You know what I'm saying? Like, Somebody who doesn't contribute to make the world better. Yeah. We just want contributing members of society, so that yeah. can be anything, really. Really. Because we need sociopaths in society. Honestly, even when we make mistakes, it's such a learning opportunity for them. Yeah. And to learn that it's okay to make mistakes. Because I don't want... Because I know my child sometimes has this idea that she has to be perfect. And I don't want her to think that. Yeah. Are we afraid of messing up our kids? Absolutely. Yes. Okay, this next one. This next one's real. How do you completely lose your identity when you become a parent? That's a really good question. I really like that question a lot. And I've actually thought about this a lot lately. Yeah. I feel like you can. Mm-hmm. And I feel at times you do. Mm-hmm. But for me, there's always, like, the discovery of who I am and becoming. Mm-hmm. Because I'm not the same mom I was when I first had my teenager. Mm-hmm. And I won't be the same mom in 10 years that I am right now. Mm-hmm. And realizing it's okay to grow, I think, is one of the best things we can allow ourselves to do. Yeah. And Because I feel like everybody's identity is constantly changing. Well, it is, and I, wearing the, wearing the name mom will automatically change you. Yeah. You know, so I mean, I think in a way it's almost like, it's not that your identity changes, it evolves into mm-hmm. mother, you know, mm-hmm. and, and you keep... that doesn't mean that you can't do like what the you wonderful love. things that you've always loved. It's just, you can't go do things that you've always wanted to do. And it doesn't mean that you're never going to do Well, anything. I don't even think you're limited. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I think you're just adding a beautiful part to your essence. Yeah. And it's okay to be like, to still do your passion in life and contribute. Yeah. Because honestly, the best thing you can give your child is, is you. Is you. Yeah. But I was going to say something else. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so the best thing Tiffany thinks you can give your child um, yeah. is showing them that they can be, how to be happy and that it's giving them permission to be happy by you being happy. So if part of you loves to go hiking, but you feel you can't do that because you don't want to take the baby with you everywhere, ask a friend or your parents to watch your kids and still hike. You can still hike. If that's part of your identity, don't give it up. You don't have to give up your identity to be mom. And you want your child to know who you are. I don't want my daughter in 10 years to go, I never knew my mom liked doing things like this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because what a disservice to her not to know who I am. Yeah, it's true. So, and then that can, I feel like it builds healthy relationships as well when your mm-hmm. kids know and understand who you are. You yeah. Know? Oh, for sure. So, that's a, that was a good question. Excellent I like question. that question a lot. 
does your social life actually change as much as everyone says it does? Yes. Is it actually that much harder to spend time with friends? Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. You have a little bit more responsibility now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the the way I'm going to answer this is yes. yes I think it is. this is a good question to say that communication with your significant other or those around you is mm-hmm. can evolve and become stronger because of this. Mm-hmm. It like some people need to be with their friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's okay to ask for help. Like, hey, can you watch, you know, our baby, my baby, however your situation is? So that I can do this. Because that's, I would think, is self-care. And as long as you have that communication open, I think that will help a lot. Also, like, it's so hard to hang out with not, with, like, childless friends. Because then it's like, oh, you know, are they going to... Are they going to feel awkward with the baby there? Or, like, am I going to have to find a babysitter? Again, you I know? think that's like, a communication thing. Yeah. But I think it's it's hard when people are at different stages because you typically want to talk with people who are going with what you're going through. Mm-hmm. Like, I have a lot of friends who don't have children, and we talk, but we never talk about my kids. Yeah. And it's just a different relationship, and that's okay. But it does affect it because now you're making accommodations for another little person, as you can hear. I know. Speaking of which, hanging out with friends does change <laughs> with babies. I mean, there's a lot less time focused on your friends and more time focused on your family or your your little ones. Your little babe. Yeah. All right, next question. I'm going to ask. Why do you parents think non-parents have no valid opinions on raising kids? I disagree with that statement. I don't I, know about you. I think it depends on what's being asked. You know what I, I'm saying? It also depends on the person. It also depends on the because person. Because I have childless friends who are teachers and I would take their parenting oh. advice. Hands down, one hundred percent. But yeah. if you're an accountant and you're trying to tell me what diaper brand is best, yeah, I'm probably not going to listen to you. Honestly, like sometimes you want the the advice of experience, and like not having the advice of experience, I I kind of don't want to know. Like if you have yeah. never potty trained a child, I don't want to know your tips. I don't want to know your tips because you have never done that. If I am on hour two of uh, a crying baby and you're telling me how to I don't know get my child to stop crying and you've never done it I don't want your advice I don't want to know yeah uh yeah I think that's just it's it's really an open-ended question it depends on are you an experienced nanny I want to know all your secrets oh like nanny 911 have yeah. you had any children any of them I, I don't think, know see, I don't think so I love their advice. But see, there yeah. people who are trained with children, like in a children, I would take their advice every day of the week. Yeah. It's it's the people who just think they know. Well, again, like this, this is Rachel philosophy, so take it with a grain of salt. But I really do think that everybody has something to provide. Yes. But like 100%. sometimes when you're like, when they're like, no, just do this with your kid, and it's like that will never work. Yeah, like you the know, teenage babysitter down the street who's an only child. Yeah, that will never. That work. just it won't it won't hold grass to the teacher who's thirty years in with kindergartners. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I guess it depends on who's the childless person giving me advice. Yeah, that's a good one. 
That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Next question. Okay. This this next one's kind of a rough question. So. All right. Deep breaths. We can get through this together. Yeah. If your kid was on the path to becoming a psychopath or killer, would you recognize it and act on it, or would you be clouded by love for your kid? I'd be in constant denial. Oh. I would know there was a problem, but I'd deny it. <laughs> oh my gosh, Tiff. <laughs> I already I know myself. Yeah. I'd be like, no, he's. We're gonna. We're. I'm gonna go and find a vitamin, and there's oh an gosh. oil for that. I'm sure there's an oil. <laughs> See, I, I don't know, though. I've never, I don't feel like my kid's a psychopath, so. I, I mean, maybe. psycho sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> She's crazy. a teen. Yeah. I mean, come on. But. I, so, I, I don't know. I think I would try and get help. You because, would. Yeah. I know you would. Yeah. Because you're, because you've done that for your kids. You're very good I at I mean, not advocating. my psychopath kids. She doesn't but have psycho, but other things. Anxiety. Anxiety and things. Yeah. She's very good about that. I. I just haven't experienced it, but I don't know if I'd be okay. I, I want to say I would. Yes. I want to be that parent, okay. but I'm not really sure. Honestly, Tiff, I think you would. I think you're, like, discounting what you would do because, I like, just, I just hope I'd do the right thing. I'd help you. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I, I'd hope to do the same for you. I mean, we're pretty no. tough love with each other. Yeah. We would let each other know. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I may be like, you're a jerk, and then walk away and be like, she's Sorry. right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so, man. yeah, I don't think I would be clouded by love because truly, true love would be to get, get them, them the help. help they need. Well, and you, you love your kids so much and you want them to succeed in this world. Mm -hmm. They're not going to succeed if you don't get them help. And, you know, maybe there's a medication or maybe... Because we now know this is a brain chemistry thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's brain chemistry. And, and probably there, environment, maybe. Environment. I have no idea. Uh, I'm not an expert. I have no idea. I don't want to know if you are. If any of our listeners <laughs> are. I don't want to know. It scares me. It scares me, too. <laughs> Somebody says, psychopaths are born, sociopaths are made. On here. Interesting. Yes. So environment. So an environment would be the sociopath and a psychopath would be brain chemistry. Mm, yeah. Okay. <laughs> this next one is going to be good. Okay. Do you want to oh, read it? I'll read it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when your kid is screaming to get your attention, why do you ignore them and let them to continue to scream? <laughs> because I don't negotiate with terrorists. Okay. I'm like crying, laughing because it's so terrible. Like just, just like PTSD almost. <laughs> well, okay, so like I'll go on trips and kids will be crying in the car. Me and Rachel will have. We just did a road trip. Yeah. We had very a lot of normal conversations while there was crying in the back seat because like also you were trying to have a normal adult conversation in here. Here all of a sudden comes this little tornado screaming your name. And they need to understand and learn that you they cannot interrupt you. Yeah. You know, while you're trying to have a conversation with another adult. And so, like, it, it, this is why we're hiding in our closet, you know? <laughs> so this person, they just don't understand. I think you know? that we, I think part of it, though, is you just don't want them to know that behavior is okay. Yes. And if you give in the attention to the behavior, you're afraid it will continue. 
I used to have the teenager when she wanted my attention to put her hand on my shoulder. Yeah. And I let her know that I would acknowledge her every time. Like, Mm -hmm. let me finish this conversation. So she knew that I wanted to speak with her. And it worked really well until she hit by, like, I don't know, 10 or 11. Okay, this next one kind of leads into it. Why do you let your kids cry and cry in public places? Because usually it's to get a treat, and I've said no. Okay, well, this is the thing also, too. Sometimes you need food. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so you're, you're finally getting out of the house. Okay, I'm just going to run into the store, but then they have this screaming baby just sitting there, <laughs> screaming in your face. But you have to have food. You know, like, there are essentials that you need. Essentially, like, sometimes kids cry, you know? And and just because you're feeling bad inside and not crying, that's fine. You're an adult. But when a kid feels bad inside and cries, that's just because they're feeling bad inside. And sometimes, you know... They're going to cry because you're wearing the wrong Elsa shirt. They're going to cry because... They're going to cry because they want the candy that you said no to. They're going to cry because the moon's in the wrong phase. They're going to cry just because you winked at them. Yeah. They looked at me wrong. She's breathing my air. They're going to cry. You know? You accidentally, you know, put their sock back on their foot. Oh my gosh, how dare you do that? Because (laughs) in order to go out, you need to wear... Underwear and clothes. Oh, you know, it's gosh, just so rough. That. It's yeah, so rough. And you know, the thing is, I would just appreciate not being judged. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay, this next one is heavy. It's a heavy question. You can ask it because it's heavy. Do you ever regret mo- parenthood? Answer on In my weak moments, yes. You know? I think, I don't know if it's regret. Yeah. But there's always a what if road. Yeah. You know? But honestly, like, when I think about it truly and deeply, I would think how empty and sad my life would feel. Yeah. You know? Because I get so much fulfillment from being a mother. So, yeah, I I just get so much fulfillment from being a mother. But I don't think it's regret. Yeah. You know, it's like you've had a terrible day. Just a terrible day. Mm -hmm. Your kids will never understand that, by the way. No matter how Mm -hmm. old they are. Like, even when my mom has a terrible day now, it doesn't register. I need, I need my mommy, and that's what, how it is. Mm-hmm. And then there's, like, those moments your teens start yelling at you. Because you asked them if they had any homework. And then you wonder, I wonder what it'd be like for a brief second. I don't ever think it's a regret. I don't think so either. I think it's just like, yeah. No, and yeah, I think in a a moment, but it's not like an everyday. And it's not even like a lingering moment. You know, it's more like a instantaneous there and gone thought. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Truly. Yeah, because I really do love being a mom. I, you know, I couldn't imagine being anything else, but I, I do think it's normal to think of, like, the other paths you could have taken in life, you know, and just a fleeting moment. Mm -hmm. There's rough days. I mean, when I worked at the school, there were days where I was like, I wonder what it'd be like if I was a lawyer. (laughs) You know, like, it's just so, it's so silly, but it's just a fleeting moment. It's more a what if than a Mm -hmm. regret. Yeah. I don't, I don't ever regret being a mom and I, and I wouldn't. Yeah. But I do have moments like every human where I wonder. Yeah. Yeah. So. It wouldn't be human to to not wonder. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. All right. 
how about if you had a child at a young age, do you ever regret about that? That actually works because we both had children at young ages. Young ages. I mean, okay, we are not talking about teen pregnancy here. No, I was 20 when I got pregnant. Uh-huh. uh-huh. No, I was 21. 21. Yeah. Rachel was younger than I was, and I still feel like that was a baby. Yeah. Like, compared to now. Looking now, looking back now, I'm like, I was a baby. You know? I mean, it's not like a teen pregnancy. I can imagine if I was a teen and had a baby, you were, that would you were be 20? different. But yeah, I was 21 when I had number one. Yeah, so. so we were both 21. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what? I I think I would be a different parent now than I was when I was 21. Yeah. I don't regret it at all, though. Mm-mm. You know, like, they're... I mean, I wish I would have gotten more schooling done, but, I mean, that's that's about it. I'm you know? really grateful I had my child. Yeah. I think it would have been great at any age, really. But yeah. I think... I do think that if I would have had a child later in life, even, like, just five years... Mm-hmm. I would be a completely different parent than I was when I was yeah 21. A baby. Yeah. Oh, yeah. after more life experience. I mean, I barely had life experience. I know. Isn't that nuts? I mean, I was 21 for a month before I got pregnant. Yeah. So I was only really, like, closer to 20. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Baby. Babies. I we was were a baby. Yeah. You know, because I had a baby at 21, and now I've had a baby at... 33. <laughs> I definitely notice I'm like way more relaxed about things now, but yeah. I'm way more neurotic about other things too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so I mean like it, it's a give and take. I, you know, I didn't have one like super, super young, but I was still very young. So yeah, yeah. I, I don't regret it. I don't regret all. it, Mm-mm. but I do know I'd be a better parent now than I was then. Yeah, for sure. All right, next one. Okay. My biggest worry is postpartum depression. I suffer from anxiety disorder and rely on a prescription medication to live day by day like a normal functioning human being. And I'm terrified of what would happen of having a child. So I, I should definitely ask a question, but I guess it is, is can you be, can you be a mom with anxiety? <laughs> That's what I am. <laughs> We're poster children for that, I think. Yeah. Well, no, and I, having had postpartum depression with a few of my kids, I can say it's definitely not something I want to do, but it's something to be aware of. And it sounds like this person here, she's aware. She's, she's already aware. Yeah. And she already would have, like, a counselor in place and a good doctor. I um, the women you hear about with postpartum depression and things like that, those are the select few well, who... It's who much don't more have known a support. About it. Oh yeah, because they don't have a support system, and they don't. Yeah, have, yeah, yeah. Well, because it used to call be called baby blues. Oh yeah, and no, and nobody knew how to handle that, you know. Yeah. But I think we have so many more resources in place and checklists of signs yeah. that we're in a lot better position. And if you already have anxiety and are taking medication, you're acutely aware mm-hmm. of your mental status at all times. Yeah. Yeah. Would I say I want to go through that postpartum depression again? <laughs> no. But that's definitely something that it's not if you feel like it's going to be bad, it probably will be. You know what you know what I'm saying? And I mm-hmm. hate to say it that way. But I mean it, it's it's hard. It's it's, truthful, it's rough. You know. It's rough. And not everybody's gonna experience the same way. Yeah. You know. Well and you could even have like depression 
and get pregnant and have a baby and be perfectly fine. Yeah. You know, and it can be vice versa. So it can really come up on anybody, but don't let that be a reason to stop have stop you from having a baby. I think being in communication with your doctor, tell them your worries. Yeah. They're going to be able to assist you. They know why and what you're going through. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really the best course of action is open communication. I'm gonna I'm gonna sound like a dead horse here, Rachel. Communication's key. Dead horses can't talk. Oh, <laughs> I'm the ghost a broken of a record. Dead. A broken record. <laughs> You're gonna sound like a I broken record. I should have said I was. I sound like I'm beating a dead horse. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. <laughs> Why do some parents feel the need to be to make being tired a competition? Do you truly believe that people without children can never be as exhausted as you? No. I think they can be. I think they can be. I have a brother who's always tired. Mm -hmm. Childless. I think think the thing is about parenthood, and the reason why people are like, you can never be as tired as being a mom Mm -hmm. or a dad, is because it's mentally exhausting. There's a lot of mental aerobics with that Physical exhaustion. Mm Mm-hmm. But I honestly feel like anybody can be mentally and physically exhausted no matter what they are doing in life. (laughs) And really, what a crappy competition if you're putting yourself in that competition. Yeah, it's a a, a no-win situation here. No, it's not a competition for me. It's more like, come commiserate with me. Mm -hmm. I'm exhausted. Mm -hmm. My child threw up four times last night. <sighs> yes. And, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. that's really. I've never thought of. I'm just. I. I'm not in a competition with any other parents. Mm-hmm. I'm really in a competition with myself, and sometimes I lose really bad. Yeah. Likewise. So. <laughs> <laughs> the past Rachel's a giant jerk to future Rachel. Oh, like that's so I true. That as I eat my Milky Way. Um. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you get out of being a parent? I can literally see no benefit. Oh. That's so sad. You know, you're not there yet. Yeah. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. I I think there's a there's a lot of rewards out there. there Watching are. a child develop and become an amazing person is something you'll it's like a once in a lifetime. Yeah, you know those flowers that bloom every 30 years? Mm-hmm. That's your child. Like a century plant. Yes. Yeah. Mhm. Mm-hmm. And yeah. really like, just watch. I seriously, and I say this to my daughter a lot, mm-hmm. but I, I, and I say it to my nieces and nephews, I can't wait to see how you change the world. Yeah. Because I literally am so excited because they have all these fresh and great ideas, mm-hmm. and I want to encourage them to do that, but I really, it's true. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to see how they contribute and their gifts and their talents. I can't wait to see it come fourfold. Yeah. Well, and I think, because I think my husband and I, we're pretty decent human beings. You know, I, I try, I guess. we try and be pretty decent. And yeah. like the hand that rocks the cradle is truly the hand that rules the world, you know? Yeah. yeah. And if we want to have a good world, why not provide these children that will make a good world? And there's, there really is no greater joy than to see your child go out there and do good things in the world. It you know? really, like, I think when my daughter comes home and she performs an act of service for somebody uh-huh. is when my heart beats the most with pride. Oh, yeah. And she's she can do anything she wants. I, mm-hmm. And if you ever meet her, 
you're lucky because mm-hmm. she has so she's much to offer. So much. She's yeah. going to be one of those leaders that people are like, we needed this in our life. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited for other people to experience what <laughs> I've gotten to get to know mm-hmm. for the last 15 years now. I mean, let's truly ask it. Like, in your lifetime, what can you say that you have literally raised from nothing and made into an amazing thing? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, no, it'll, it's just amazing. Like, it's motherhood, amazing. parenthood. You're <laughs> watching all these amazing. experiences Excuse that they're me. going through contribute to their future. Mm-hmm. You're literally watching history happen in yeah. front of your eyes with your children. Yeah. And with that comes, oh man, I'm going to mess up my kids. <laughs> Every second. Every second. Every oh second. My gosh. So I love what people wrote on here too. When I look at my children, I feel an unimaginable love for them. As a mom, the moment they're placed in your chest is that is incomparable to anything in the world. It's uncomprehensive. Yeah. I yeah. can't comprehend the love I feel. Inconceivable. In- yeah. <laughs> Inconceivable. Inconceivable. Yeah, for sure. It's one of those feelings that it's really one of those things you can't know until you experience it. So I can Mm -hmm. see why this person wrote this question. Oh, yeah, totally. Because you're looking at it like, that kid just threw a hot dog at his mom. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's what I feel like with this person asking, saying this question. I can see if you don't have children how you can see how you can say it. Oh yeah. Because oh, yeah. you're in the grocery store, there's kids screaming, you're on an airplane, the kid won't stop kicking your seat. Yeah. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's the problems are thrown at you everywhere that you can't comprehend the joy. Mhm. And once you experience it whether it's with adoption, it's yeah. maybe you you have a you know, nieces and nephews, mm-hmm. you have a child yourself, it's inconceivable. Okay. Inconceivable. <laughs> It's inconceivable the amount of feelings that are there. Sorry, I'm just eating more Halloween candy. (laughs) That's another reason to have kids. Free Halloween candy. (laughs) Well, moms, we love you. Thank you so much for listening. I think... And we want to know your answers to these questions. We would love to hear you and how you feel about this and how you would answer each of these questions if somebody came up and asked you. Our badge would be called... I answered an awkward question badge. Yes, yes. Because, you know, the thing is, is you're going to get them. No matter Um, what. The thing is, moms, no matter if your questions and your answers are different from ours. Yeah. You're doing great. You're doing great. We love you. Keep on tuning in every week. Yeah. We just, we we want you to be our friend. Oh, man, I need more. (laughs) As you can tell. No, you don't. (laughs) I always need more friends. Goodbye. We all need friends. So moms, as we leave you this week, hold your cookie dough high and wear those mom badges proud as we salute you and all the hard work you do every day. Be sure to come back next week and find out what mom badge you earned. Well, we just earned our I answered Answered an an awkward awkward question. question. That was so uncomfortable. I, I can't wait to hear how you guys answered those questions. Yeah, I would love to hear how, how because other people answer these. I, I just think it's so fun how unique everybody is. Because as you heard, even me and Rachel had different answers. Oh, yeah. We would love to hear from you. So hit us up on Instagram, Facebook, or even send us an email. We want to know your stories, advice, and what we could do better. Also, don't forget to hit that subscribe button and tell your friends about us. 
You can also leave a review so other fantastic moms like you can find Mom Batch Podcast too. Thank you guys for joining us. Bye. See you next week on Mom Badge Podcast.